0: well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase
1: necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Can you
0: hear me? Hi. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah,
1: I can. Can you hear me?
0: Yes, I can hear you perfectly. Great, great. Okay. So, so what are you doing?
1: Um I'm doing okay, thank you. yeah, doing well. I've listened to your to that session or most of that session one time between last time and this time. Um, and I've had some grief about menopause because I really haven't had a period like a normal period for a while. I had like weird, very light spotting about six weeks ago, so it, like menopause is happening, you know. Yeah. I think.
0: Yeah. Um, it's been, so it's been how long now? How It's been like oh, it hasn't been you've been without a period, but it's been kind of weird. You mean?
1: So my last really normal period was mm-hmm. sometime over the summer. Uh huh. Um, and then maybe six weeks ago, I had like a weird period where I was spotting um, where it was like very light flow for a number of days. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not a normal period. And I don't know, it could be stress, but I think it's menopause.
0: Yeah. But I'm not having
1: any other symptoms. Like I'm not having hot flashes, I'm not having weight gain. Although this week I might be having some mood issues. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, so I don't know. But it's really sad. It's incredibly sad and disappointing.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. And it's, um, how does this connect with your, with wanting, because I know that you're still, you know, my, my period had stopped, I think like two or three months before we started working with Boston IBF and it was no problem recovering it. I think the issue is when years go by that, you know, everything, it's just much harder to recover. Okay. Yeah. But you definitely can, you definitely can. The issue is, do you, do you want to, or where are you stand? you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. But the issue is that, but it's also just like a reminder of the, you know, really intense disappointment about how my life has turned out in this way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even though you had one child, so you only had one child, but that wasn't disappointing to you. You would have been fine with that
0: uh not really i had a lot of grief around that and that's why this time it was like either okay let's do something or you know or i have to grieve um, right yeah but I, I was not yeah no i was not happy with one child <laughs> but there's plenty of people that are you know in my case. In my yep. well there's plenty of people that are thrilled that and they would not want to have two. you know there's quite yeah. a few people so yeah not always you know, it, it's hard to tell how, how it works for people. And I think it's just such a personal thing. Right?
1: It
0: is, yeah, yeah. But the, the thing that... To me, always... Go ahead.
1: It also symbolizes not having a partner, you know, and, and having all those years of fertility wasted on, like, all the years when I was so fertile. And even the mm-hmm. abortion, it's like the man part of my life is, is such the gaping wound you know the the gaping problem in my life right because yeah. I would have really exercised my fertility a lot more if that had not been the case you know yeah. and even now the, the absence of a man just makes it incredibly complicated
0: true true on the other hand I remember very recently that you were talking about how you know with how things ended up working out with Saoirse that Maybe it is a good thing that you didn't have somebody.
1: Yeah, for her. Yep, it's turned out that way for sure.
0: For her, it's been beautiful. For us, yeah. And, and mm. it like I, I have a feeling that for you too, because it also brought up um, your chance to actually do well. Who knows? You know, you may have had to discuss with another partner, right? How mm-hmm. how yeah, to play. Yeah, that's true. So it's. It's You know, sometimes it's it's so hard to tell, Deb. It's so hard when you're yeah. like, but it, it sounds to me that there's definitely, yeah, there's, there's definitely grief. And the important thing is what, you know, are you, is it is it time to grieve? that I guess my question is. is it's it not the,
1: yet. I'm not willing. No, I'm not there yet. Yeah. I'm absolutely not. No, I'm not ready to give up on it.
0: Right, that's, that's what I think it's important, because it, that's, yeah. that's what I get from you, that, you know, it's like, I understand the sadness, absolutely, like, I was actually, yeah, I was sad, and I was, like, kind of upset, I'm like, are you kidding me, like, I'm trying to get pregnant, and my period disappears, what kind of joke is this, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So, so I get it, but I wonder if it's also a message from the universe, Deb, that says, okay, if you're really t- ready to do these, this is the time you
1: know yeah yeah like
0: dealing yeah. you know, right you know it's like okay now there's not there's no you don't have a ton of time this is the right time if you choose yeah, to do it yeah this is the right time Yep. Yep. so so what would help you i i um i know that we left i have my notes over here huh we had a really beautiful so,
1: yeah it was an amazing session. It was a totally amazing session. And I can't even totally remember it right now, because I didn't listen to the whole end of it, which is where I think it all came together. Um, But what sort of when I listened to the amount of it that I did, um, it's sort of like the hyperemesis part fear is a little bit relieved now. And what comes back, what comes next is the fear of hypertension. Because um, like that is really, really powerful. And that is like something you don't even feel.
0: Right, uh, right.
1: But it's like silent and deadly and it's like some proce- another process. Oh, one thing that came up on my last session yeah. I and mean, when I listened to it again was like the feeling of chemicals in my stomach. Huh. So it wasn't a black box anymore it was like there's something about nausea and hyperemesis that is it's all about chemistry and the chemistry of hormones and for some reason the chemistry of that pregnancy caused a particular hormonal um response
0: and so um, particularly is particular your stomach or would you say that is uh, is your abdomen abdominal area. it was
1: my stomach I just had the sense, oh. sense of like fluids you know with chemicals in my stomach because my abdomen I mean where I had you know the hyperemesis it's in your stomach and your esophagus in your throat you know right. and it was just right. I had the sensation of chemicals in my stomach somehow creating this problem I mean maybe it's in my abdomen but you know but yeah, yeah it's chemistry. There's something about the chemistry of that pregnancy that caused hyperemesis. And I think my mother had it. Um, my my grandmother, my mother, I don't know if they had hyperemesis, but they had severe nausea. Um, oh. And so it could be miasmatic that from a homeopathic perspective, it could be, you know, passed down to me. Um, so that was something but then also that came up after that re- listening to it, I'm going to listen to it again. And I tried to reach out to make an appointment with Dr. Cardoni as well, which is good. So that's how I'm like taking yeah. action. Yeah. And I also went to a, um adoption thing over the weekend. So anyway, I, um, the, I have history. Like my ancestors have a history of dying of colon cancer or stroke. And I have migraines. Are used to now they're down to head, bad headaches or mild migraines, um, and I had this hypertension thing, and my blood pressure has been absolutely fine ever since. So, and I have a blood pressure cuff, side so test, you know, um, mm-hmm. every now and then, even when I'm feeling weird. So, anyway, um, that felt really scary because it feels like if I blow a gasket in my brain, <laughs> you oh, yeah. know, like poof, I'm done. Yeah. I'm either dead or invalid, you know, sort of um, incapacitated. And that, that is really scary. And that's something yeah. that came out in, in uh, the BI, Beth Israel, is this, um, you know, I was on magnesium in order to avoid getting a. Oh, okay, hold on one sec. Okay, honey, come on in. Hello to Laura. Raw pizza, Molly say no. Oh, you know what? Raw pizza. I said no last night too. Raw pizza is not good for the body. It's got goopy yeast and and like unhealthy cheese, and it might make your tummy hurt. And then we no. won't be able to go swimming. But I just want one slice. How about if we do this? How about if we cook it lightly without burning any of the cheese? Okay. Okay, is that a good compromise? But just one minute. Okay. Well, you know what? I know. Yes. Yeah. As Molly knows exactly how to do that. It was me who burned it last night, okay? Okay. okay. Let's make a pizza
0: restaurant. It's okay, it's okay. He <laughs> didn't make a pizza restaurant, no. Um, so, <laughs> That's interesting that she doesn't like it. Do, she likes eating it frozen?
1: A uh, we have a frozen pizza, and I think I burned it last night, a little tiny bit. like The cheese uh-huh. is a little burnt, which I actually love. But yeah, me it. too. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so like the, what came up in the, at the BI during the pregnancy, uh, during the birth was you're on magnesium to avoid a stroke or a seizure, um, uh-huh. because, you know, hyper, uh, because preeclampsia can cause a stroke or a seizure Right. and, um, that was terrifying that was that's the other terrifying thing and like if i get into this pregnancy you know the doctors actually say you're you'll be fine we can monitor to, monitor you to keep you safe yes. um, we just can't guarantee that the baby will survive so they say that but the the terror for me is in fear of stroke and i mean i can take my blood pressure twice a day here you know as soon as i'm for the whole time yeah And then the, yeah, so that's the, that's the next fear. And then the way my, I have a friend who had preeclampsia much more severe than I did for her first birth. And that she's actually, it's her embryo she's giving to me. Um, And she had to deliver it 32 weeks, I think. Um, And her daughter was in NICU and she's got some issues, not severe issues, but some. And um, she had a second pregnancy and made it to like 38 weeks. Oh, um, the second one. And she was fine. And that actually happens often with preeclampsia. Yes. Where you make it beyond the. Oh, hold on. Yeah. What is it, love? Okay, you need me. Go ahead, open the door. I'm talking to Laura, okay? How can I help you? Uh, I can't find the tape, but I need the hat for Molly. Oh, a chef hat for Molly. That makes so much sense. I don't know where the, t- the tape is, but I think you were using it. Oh, try the bedroom. Is it in the bedroom? You can ask the <laughs> um, Okay, so where was I?
0: You were saying that it is, and I heard that too, that it's, it's possible that with a second pregnancy there won't be as many issues regarding to um, hyperemesis or preeclampsia.
1: Yeah, pretty to that you make it beyond the the, yeah. the week that you got it in the first pregnancy. Right. Um, and I got but the okay sure. from my my MFM doctor, the maternal fetal medicine doctor. Well, so, that's that's
0: huge. And then and then the other thing Deb, is you got to like what was it thirty eight weeks or thirty nine? Thirty half. half. Thirty seven and okay, half. so okay. that's a full term. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so and the thing I, I would do
1: differently is, <clears throat> and what my friend did differently, is she just took it really easy. Yes. Um, yeah. And I know, like, you and I did this, you know, this work around this intense pressure. I was, I, It's crazy what I was thinking. It's crazy. I was being like a macho pregnant lady trying to yes. finish all this work. I mean, it was insane yeah. what I was doing. What yeah. I need to yeah. do is your,
0: get... your body just uh, what do you call it? Just uh, send you the bill for everything, right? That you. Are yes, exactly. was like you know <laughs> what you exactly you cross it. the line, lady. <laughs> it's like yeah, this is exactly. So you will never do so. First thing, Deb, are you tapping? Because this is really oh yeah, I'm tapping. Wonderful, because yeah. I want you to just realize just by talking and tapping how now you know your body knows more, you know more there's a lot of different things that even let's say that you know touch wood and whatnot right it would not happen again let's say that you had a low in in um in clients and so on you still would not you know go crazy you would still take it easy and we would work on you just relaxing so there's no issue right yeah in terms of like stress and taking it easy which you I know would is- just
1: have to really lean on this like increasing trust and faith and the flow of abundance. Yeah. And just do like a little bit of work every day and get more help around the house. Um, yeah. You know, someone to do some cooking. So in the laundry, cooking and laundry, or dishes and laundry. And so I don't have to do that. And then, you know, Sersha could spend more time in school maybe and at Hartsbrook and, um,
0: has she started
1: something or was, no, we're doing the parent child cricket. Um, Ooh, and we're mm-hmm. talking about her doing, we've been doing that all this autumn and we've, and it's been great. And we've got, you know, we could up it, we could do that. And maybe an indoors, I think maybe an indoors classroom as well would be good for Sersha, Just like three days a week, a couple hours a day indoors. Um, and outdoors, like not the cricket, the the normal one, and then maybe we'll do the full time cricket outdoors one next year when her potty training is more solidified. That's right.
0: Right. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. So that would yeah, but, that would take
1: a, actually a lot of pressure off.
0: Yes. Yeah of course because then you can actually really relax and and one thing is that at this point that her life is becoming a little bit broader right because yeah yeah it's that it's i find that it's more important for you to have quality time than quantity in terms of like, you know, if you have organized, you know, you organize when you're going to work, she's going to be in school. And then when, when she comes home, then you're there with her. You know what I mean? It's not like you have to juggle so many things when she's home with you. Well,
1: that's the thing that I'm finding that um, juggling everything when she's home is reducing the quality of our time together a lot.
0: Exactly. Yeah, of course. Because you have um, so much to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I just found someone to do dishes and laundry and cooking. so wow, yeah,
0: that's wonderful. Yes. So what what would be helpful? Let's consider for a moment what would be helpful for you to decide to move full, you know move full um, energy? Let's ahead. do more.
1: More PTSD yeah. around the hyperemesis chemicals and like the juices in my stomach that are causing that intense and debilitating nausea, and okay. then um, the fear of high blood pressure and um, <clears throat> and stroke. Yeah, and okay, having preeclampsia ahead. also causes, and this is another correlate is you do have more cardiovascular disease in later life if you have preeclampsia. So like more likely of stroke or likelihood or more likelihood of heart attacks, which seems crazy. Like heart attacks is probably not an issue for me. Stroke really could be, you know, um, because of my headaches. And But I'm going to be talking to my a second opinion homeopath tomorrow about this as well. So I'm going to, you know, we can, instead of just looking at it from the, conventional medical perspective you know we can look at it from the homeopathic perspective which is incredibly powerful as well
0: yes oh i love that that is wonderful you're yeah you're looking into it perfect Mm -hmm. yeah because there's 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 so many components right so
1: and then the other thing is like i think i had like a fear afterwards of Fear of death, like I was really close to it. And so I was in kind of a weird panic, you know, I was in this weird panic state for a number of months. And then I also, it made me like really sensitive about other risks in life and losing Saoirse and death in general. And like, remember, I I was a little agoraphobic. agoraphobic Yeah, you didn't want to go out. I remember
0: that. You didn't want to go out. You didn't want to do much. You wanted to just stay home. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. did.
1: And it was really it was the world felt really scary. And really mm. dangerous. I mean, I think yeah. that was because somehow my aura was left open around like the C, the scar, the C section, I was opened, and I still felt right. it was an amazing feeling. Actually, it was it was kind of cool. Like maybe we would have diagnosed it as um, I don't know what we would have diag. like it would probably have a diagnosis. But from a spiritual uh-huh. perspective, it was really interesting to be in touch with that level of vulnerability
0: yeah.
1: and risk, because there is an intense amount of risk in the world and there is an incredible vulnerability that, you know. So I was just hypersensitive to it for a while, which was very uncomfortable and painful, but it was really interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's just, they, they, yeah, they open you up. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And interestingly, I feel like it opened you up emotionally and spiritually, right? So what yeah. we're, what we're really trying to address Deb, is uh, I'm tapping here with you is <clears throat> divorcing the negative pain and fear from the actual Spirit, the you know deep spiritual experience Yeah well, yeah So let's go to the karture point together. even though there's still deep fear
1: Even though there's still deep fear
0: an intense sense of alarm. And an intense sense of alarm. When I think of being pregnant again and what could happen. And when I think
1: about being pregnant again and what bad things could happen to me.
0: (coughs) Deep breath. I choose to honor my nervous system who's protecting me.
1: Choose to honor my nervous system who is protecting me.
0: Perfect. So tapping through the points. My nervous system has one role. My nervous system has one role. It needs to keep me alive.
1: It needs to keep me alive.
0: It's primitive and simple. Primitive and simple. It's primitive. Did you get that? It's primitive and simple. Yeah,
1: it's primitive and simple.
0: And it does not know. And it does not know. That I learn and know so much. That I learned and I now know so much. It doesn't even know that my body has learned. Say that again. It doesn't even know that my body has learned.
1: It doesn't even know that my body has learned.
0: Because it now knows that it can accept an embryo even if it's not my own genetics.
1: Because it now knows that it can accept an embryo when it is not my own genetics.
0: It doesn't see it as a threat. It doesn't
1: see it as a threat.
0: It did the first time. It did the first time. And it was protecting me. And it was protecting me. It was letting me know that something was going on that was not okay. It was letting me know that something was going on that wasn't okay. That was foreign. That was foreign. And right now it's reminding me. And right now it's reminding me. Of everything that I went through. Of everything that I went through. All the dangers.
1: All the dangers.
0: All the fears,
1: all the fears,
0: and it's still in my system, and it's still in my system, the fluids in my stomach, the fluids in my stomach, the fear in my chest, the fear in my chest, the thoughts of doubt, I'm gonna put something else
1: in here, the fear of blowing a gasket in the veins in my brain.
0: Oh God, yes, of course.
1: Really vivid. It's like you know, poof, and then you're done. You know, like a stroke or something just you know, from high blood pressure. Right. Right. So it's that is so subtle and it's so it's similar to hyperemesis in the sense it's not like you know, it's not like the baby sitting on a nerve or, you know, like it's a knocker position, so you have hip or joint pain. It's like this is at a very deep level in the cells, you know, in the systems and the nervous
0: system. You know. Yeah, it's just kind of silent and deadly, right? Silent and deadly. Yeah. Ooh. And that really freaks me out.
1: And that really. Freaks me out because I want to live to 100 so I can be here for Sirsha and be here with Sirsha.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm very committed to
1: these. I am very committed to a long,
0: healthy life. And it's so scary that without even realizing, I could put myself at risk. And it's so scary,
1: actually, with full realization. That I could totally put myself at risk. That's the problem. I'm like asking so much out of life in the universe that I'm willing to risk, my, you know, my family and it's a beautiful form as it is. I'm going for it all, really, yeah. you know, put. Go ahead, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Like yeah. Like really, you know, wanting so much that I put myself at at the risk of ruining everything that I already have for me and for my child.
0: And And the stroke
1: would be devastating.
0: Yeah. And it's truly a powerful fear. And it is truly a powerful fear. That is in huge conflict. That is in huge conflict. With my desire to have a second child with my desire to have a
1: second child and to have experienced the miracle of creation.
0: Yes. And life. Exactly. That is
1: it. It's like the the miracle of creation in the newborn and that is such an amazing experience. That's that's it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. On one hand I am so scared. On the one hand I am so scared. Feeling terrible that I may risk what beautiful life I already have.
1: Mm, Feeling terrible that I may put at risk the beautiful life I already have and the beautiful life I have already created and fucking up her life
0: big time. And I scare myself thinking that I could just really fuck it up. I scare myself thinking that I could just really fuck it up. And then my heart and soul are so, are really craving a new pregnant experience.
1: And yet my heart and soul and even my body are really craving a new pregnancy experience.
0: And this is a battle that is going on in, it's going yeah, inside?
1: that's right. This is a battle that is going on inside me.
0: So take a deep breath, stop tapping for a moment, and I just want you to connect. Yeah, uh, let, let's allow both sides to just be open and sharing and communicate instead of battle because they both want the best for, for you mm-hmm. and all you, but they're like bringing up their different ways of winning but you're in the middle and it's just tearing you apart yes that's right so it's not it's like it's a lose-lose so let's find a win-win beautiful so who's the first that wants to talk who's the most present right in this moment who is is it the fear or is it the hope if we were to call it that way fear fear, so yeah, so start tapping again and allow that part of you to just share all the reasons from that perspective and I, and really owning her voice. What's coming up though is a little bit different. It's like, okay, well, if we could come up
1: with contingency plans, mm-hmm. protect me. But it might be okay. Like maybe that's the path. Contingency plans, including abortion or, or termination. Like if that, you know, if I'm really at
0: risk, you know, termination. Is a so you're moving. You're moving. You're moving ahead. You're already having the dialogue. It sounds like it went really fast. Yeah. <laughs> so what? What would would that work? Would that work for like Mr. Miss? You know, Miss Fear over here with you know, little little vulnerable. Debbie, is she okay with that? A contingency plan. Well, What would she like? What would that plan look like for her to really work? She
1: needs um, to work with her doctor in Boston, but be set up with someone locally who can administer, do, you know, care for me locally with, the guidance of my maternal fetal medicine specialist in Boston. Okay.
0: Um,
1: and then have, have a support plan, like have people here to care for Sersha, and um, you know, more childcare if I need it. Um, yeah, just more people around me who can help. And I kind of have it, actually. I have it already. <laughs> I have it. I have a ton of people. Yeah,
0: yeah so, the, so there's a whole support system that would be there for you.
1: Yeah, and maybe what I need to do is, is like get together with them and say, listen, I'm doing this thing. It may put me in vulnerability. If that is the case, you know, can can I... I'm going to have these needs. Can I call on you to help with those needs?
0: Mm.
1: Like I'm going to need someone to stay overnight with Saoirse if I need to go to hospital.
0: Right, right. You know,
1: I'm going to need someone to be able to do that. Um, Or I'm going to need someone to be able to call in the middle of the night. So just get like a whole plan together.
0: That is really so having having a, a true team, a family yeah that is yeah your, you know your um, selected family that mm-hmm. could really be there right? Yeah yeah And then I also need
1: I need some people to work with <clears throat> if I can't complete my work um, for a period of time I need to have some backup people who can deliver to my clients. I mean yeah. I think my clients will be really supportive of me but um and understanding but I think it would be great if I had somebody you know to do some of the work.
0: <clears throat> if I can That's do beautiful. That. Do you have anybody that you can you can think that you could either
1: yeah. train or... Yeah. Okay. That's, that's yeah. that's great. He, yeah, he
0: lives in Portland. That's wonderful, Deb, because you're absolutely right. Then it it might have, you know, even if it affects your work, it will not, uh, it would not let leave your your clients hanging, which is very powerful. Yeah, you can continue working. Okay, so how is this fearful part? How about that silent? You know, how would you deal with them? you know, the high blood pressure and how would, how would that work on a daily basis?
1: So I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to take my blood pressure twice a day. Okay. And um, I think what they tell you to do is take baby aspirin. So I should start doing that now. Yeah. Um, and. Um... Yeah. And then, you know, what I need is, you know, my maternal fetal medicine doctor need to see him and get local contacts here that I can go to if I have if that happens and just get a team ready, you know, like um, people just to check on me every every week or something or every two weeks, which they would we would we would do like that would come about, you know? Yeah. And maybe what I need also is, like, um, a functional medicine doctor. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because
1: they could really help with. And then I've got my homeopath.
0: Um, yeah, they, uh, you know, functional medicine doctor could really help with the whole system to check. Cut yeah. Everything how everything's yeah. doing and then the totally. formula yeah 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 really just noticing what's happening and yeah absolutely yeah. and then an mfm person out here yeah
1: and then just like hospital you know i mean we've got cooley dickinson so
0: very Dickinson cool. Is good uh for all of these everybody has been recommending me to go straight to um to Bay State because they do have better people and they're more prepared. If okay. there was something with, you know, an early birth or anything else. They're, they're, Where is they Bay are. State? Springfield? Bay State is Springfield, yeah. Yeah. So of course Coley Dickinson. I delivered in Coley Dickinson and it was great, but um, the minute that I had issues with nursing, I had to go to Bay State. <laughs> oh wow.
1: So it's really basic. Yeah. But by- cooley Dickinson has that like a birthing center.
0: Well, the birth, program yeah, the, birth, the birthing center is beautiful. Is that the well? We're talking about also seventeen you know, year old. High risk. You know, but right. the, yeah, the, the nursing the nursing uh, helpers were not as good, and some. You know what? I'm just.
1: sure they're amazing now because it's a midwifery yeah. practice. Yes. But in terms true. of high risk, I would have to. Yeah, I need to think about high risk.
0: Yeah, exactly. And high risk, somebody told me recently that going to Bay State is better. They said, definitely. So, so, you know, something that it's what is 20, 25 minutes instead of five. So that's, you know. Well, you still... know what
1: I could do? I could also just go back to the BI.
0: Uh, where's the that's BI, Israel right? in
1: Boston, you know. Uh-huh. It's in
0: Boston. Yeah.
1: That's where I went. And I mean, they overreact, but. Well, it wouldn't
0: have a consultation to have in in Springfield.
1: Right. Yeah, I could find out.
0: Yep. The BI
1: Mm. is the best in the world for high risk. So if I'm in real trouble, that's one thing that I felt. You know, they probably overreacted, and I may not have even had preeclampsia. But, um, Hmm. you know, they are the best in the world at neonatal, like NICU, and...
0: You know, huh. so yeah, they're that's, the
1: best in the world at high risk, high risk pregnancies.
0: Wow. Well, that's great to know. Yeah. That's the Beth Israel in Boston.
1: Yep. Beth Israel in Boston.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, the downside of that is that they over-medicalize things. But I mean, if, if there's an issue, I mean, the, I, you know, if there is an issue, I felt completely in amazing hands. I felt like totally I could relax about the quality of care and, and like in the worst case scenario. That yeah. was a good feeling. Um,
0: yeah, that's 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 good, you know. So, but it sounds like there's a lot, you know, so you're, look at how much you know based on everything that took place. Yeah. So is there is there something else that, so notice how are the, you know, notice the fluids in your stomach and the fear. How is that? Because all of that is probably connected. What else does it need? It feels really exciting
1: now, actually. Honestly, oh. yeah. feels really exciting.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I was noticing as you were talking. <laughs>
1: um, but the fears, the fears feel like I can... I feel like I can they're sort of at a lower intensity
0: right now. okay, but let's let's connect with it and see because the well, let's find out if this is based on the past or there's something that remains. So if you close your eyes, can you let's let's connect with that fear if it's just an energy or if it's <sighs> something. Um, what do you sense or so, what do you so what's
1: coming up is like okay if that was my spiritual journey and my lesson mm-hmm. two things are coming up <clears throat> all of those challenging things happen. You know, is there anything remaining unlearned that another, you know,
0: has to near
1: death, you know, do I, do I need that again? Like, um, is there anything I need, else I need to learn um, that is going, that only comes from a near-death experience? <laughs> or debilitation, mm. physical debilitation, like is there something else I need to learn and is it going to come that way? Um,
0: and does it have to or can you
1: request that it
0: doesn't? Yeah, can I request to learn it in a different way? Exactly, that could be a gentle learning that it's not about, you know, having another near-death experience, that you you know what it's like and that you do trust the universe has your back. It's not your time. And yeah. Uh, That's the lesson. It. Yeah.
1: Trust that the universe. So I really need to work on that.
0: And how could you do that? Though? Like even starting, you know, now. Right. What would be helpful? <sighs> There's one piece that comes to mind.
1: Okay, go ahead.
0: What's meditating? I know that you do. And I'm curious if there's a a particular way of meditating that it's about surrender and trust. Almost like even more on a daily basis. Mm, Yeah. Right? Yeah... yeah. Um. You, yes, what else is coming up?:
1: It's, it's sort of funny, and kind of like all of a sudden in a brain fog.
0: That's okay. Or That's
1: kind, okay. Of, kind of like um, something,
0: something's sinking in, like something's happening, but it's like yeah. non-verbal. Yeah. And so I, I would prefer that you just don't talk and tap, just tap, because there's what is happening is that your nervous system is readjusting. So let me say one little thing, and I want you to just breathe and tap to allow it to take place. Just again, this is a surrendering and trusting starting right this second, with you just... Allowing what's happening, and even if you don't have words or certain things don't make total sense, okay, there's something that is re-accommodating, if you will. It's just yeah, just take take a moment to just stop and breathe into it, just feel it. <clears throat>
1: Hmm. Yeah. It feels really good, actually.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When you talked about that fog, it's like I'm so glad you mentioned it because it's huge. There's one thing that I've noticed that people, and I've done it myself, that you hit like a door of confusion where something is like that brain fog where in the middle of the work, it's like something is really, you're going through something that feels like odd but it's things just mm-hmm. readjusting. Cool. So you were saying there were two things coming up. One was, is there anything else that needs to be learned? Right? Mm, yeah. And come from a near-death experience. And what was the other thing? Do you remember? Hold on a second, I'm just gonna write that down. Sure.
1: <clears throat> uh that's the only thing. I don't have anything else. I can't remember what the other thing is.
0: That's okay, maybe it was just part of that. So notice what's happening internally. I just want you to just feel feel into that your stomach and that fear
1: okay I'm not able to, to get in touch with it right now.
0: My sense is that it's no longer there. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, yep. Is there something else going on? Is that why there's something else in your on your mind or
1: No, I'm just sort of like feeling settled and feeling kind of amazed at the network I have and and the solutions around it and and um. know there are other things that can come up at age 51 in a pregnancy um like diabetes or whatever and but you know if i need to i will terminate and if it's not going to work out then it's not going to work out um and you know i don't know i'm just i think maybe what i've done is I, I saturated myself with like what we can do <laughs> right now because maybe it's all just like
0: sinking in in a way yeah no i completely i feel like that's exactly what's happening is that there's there's something there was a big big shift and it's yeah. just yeah, that you're in a in a place where it's you're done you're done you're in a in a good place so the only thing i may suggest before before you go is just notice if there's any uh, any part that pops up with fears again and mm. come back to these, you know, to these, like, wait a minute, you know, we've, we've learned so much, we have so much that it's okay. But my, my guess is that your nervous system is is really doing some intense adjustment right now.
1: feels that way. I'm in a completely yeah. different state. It's like I can feel it. Yeah. Um it's like it, there's like an internal coherence all of a sudden that um, it's just making me quiet. It's interesting.
0: Wonderful. Well, enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, no, no. In,
0: of course. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Well, we'll connect soon, I hope. Yes. Thank you, Laura. You're very welcome. Take very good care.
1: You too. Thanks. Thanks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bye bye.